Welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of the final book in my trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories and messages from spirit showing us our challenges are not merely economic, political, or societal, but a deep dissociation from our true being or inner soul wisdom. And I am delighted today to welcome Dr. Christine R. Page, author of The Heart of the Great Mother, offering sacred spiritual tools to connect to the love, passion, and creative powers of the Great Mother for spiritual transformation. Hello, Dr. Page, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within to share how the Great Mother hears our heart's yearning to escape our old ways of suffering and our struggle and to find peace, fulfillment, and joy. So, hello. Hello. It's wonderful to be with you. Thank you, Cheryl, for inviting me. Uh, I listened to that, and if I put nothing else across in our interview... It is to remind us that we are loved, uh, because I think at this time many people are feeling their their isolation, their loneliness, their the lost. But you know, I uh. want to make sure that everybody knows that the Great Mother is surrounding them. Whatever's going on, they're not alone. Absolutely, and I'm glad you said that early on, so people will remember. Christine, as listeners of Healing from Within have come to expect over the years. My guests and I share intimate stories and insights into the human and divine nature of man or the duality of our physical ego-related world and that of the heart or soul of our energetic eternal life force. In learning more about the metaphysical aspects of life, we learn to move beyond fear and restriction to find fluidity, creativity, and our inner spiritual gifts. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Christine R. Page, M.D., who has been a pioneer in the fields of spiritual wisdom and holistic health care for over 40 years and who offers individual soul readings, astrology workshops, and retreats for women empowering them to embody the gifts of the Great Mother and is also the author of eight books, including The Healing Power of the Sacred Woman. Today we will discuss how since 2012, which marked the birth of a new cycle of time that will last for the next 2,600 years, the Great Mother's eternal source of energy will be calling on the feminine within us all to create a world worthy of the next seven generations and begin an era of peace, abundance, and spiritual evolution. We will find that we must release our hold on the destructive patterns and embrace the divine feminine qualities of intuition, creativity, and rhythmic renewal. Christine, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or event that may have shown them or others around them what lifestyle they might embrace as an adult and where their life path might take them. So think 
bear? That's a great question. Great question. So I was brought up with psychics and healers and homeopaths and mediums. And I thought everybody spoke to ancient beings. And this was like, of course, this is the common sense of the world. And it wasn't that my parents were very down to earth, but they always said, come and listen and you can then discern what's right for you. And I think that one of the people who was most instrumental was my mother's friend, Joan, who was a healer herself and a psychic. And she developed breast cancer. And it was before I became a doctor. It may have been a reason for me wanting to become a doctor. But she would. She always said, there's something there that I can do for myself. Or She went through modern medicine as well. But she really said, I believe in what I've been teaching everybody else, that there is this healing within me and I can find it around me. And and she tried everything. And I feel that that's the message I want to, I always say, is it's wrong for any of us, especially in the medical profession, to say, there's nothing we can do. There's always something we can do. It isn't about false hope. It's about bringing people into the empowerment of their own healing experience. And my friend, my aunt, Joan, and we called, I called her Auntie Joan, when she was very sick and she was dying now from, from breast cancer, many years after it had actually been cured by psychic healers, she, she said, as they're lowering my coffin into the ground, I'll open up the lid and say, I thought of another idea. Let's do that. <laughs> I think that's wonderful because we go on living beyond this physical life. So she was ready to go beyond here and explore and continue to learn and enjoy life. That, that's wonderful. That's, that's a wonderful end to that story. And yes, I believe, as you do, that we have to use the allopathic and the alternative and every form of energy healing because we're much more than the physical being. We're energetic, right. eternal beings. And, and we, are, yes. we carry within our soul the magnificence of universal wisdom and empowerment and uh, there's very little we cannot do if we get beyond the mind and the fears of this physical world so yes she reflected that and your story reflected that at the beginning of the book your book you described the birth of a new world in 2012 and a new start for everyone and you know, why now, years from this event, are we still not fully embracing the opportunities for change? Well, I spent a lot of time listening to wonderful indigenous people in the early 2000s, really after I wrote the book, and I learned so much from them. And they said, look, we've got to be patient. This is a 26,000-year cycle. That's why they called it a new world, because their world was 26,000 years. So they said it's like bringing the baby home. You know, you think, that's it, I've done the pregnancy, I've given birth, that's it, everything's over. And then the, then the problems arise. And they always said that these years will be challenging, and particular between 2020 and 2025. I'm sorry to tell everybody that, but this is not going to be over this year. And that what we're doing is what you described my write-up, which is we're letting go of old patterns that haven't worked for us. And in that, we, it isn't just jumping to a new thing. 
we have to be inspired with from within and it is women who know how to be inspired to bring forward a new energy well so we are moving in the right direction but you know it's like the caterpillar going into the cocoon we're all in the cocoon in lockdown but we can't rush to be the butterfly because truly we're still <coughs> holding on to old energies of the caterpillar. Yes, and the word that we want to say to our listeners is patience. We, yes. We've got, yes. as you said, 2,600 years and everything cannot yes. be done at once. So, you know, as yes. all mystics know that despite appearances, life is impermanent and, 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 all our dreams and ideas which come from this primal source or the great mother it's just an ocean of opportunities and possibilities so the future uh, is every day in every minute of creation and that's what people need to know it doesn't happen so fast and you wrote Dr. Page you wrote life has sadly become a struggle for so many people due to external circumstances the fire of their free will has almost been extinguished by a belief that their life is controlled and fated by a higher authority or power and there is no escape yet the deep eternal fires of their soul cannot be extinguished the intuitive heart is today sending our radiant pulses of light and love to help us remember that unlimited possibilities associated with love, joy, and pleasure are still readily available to us. This is not fantasy or wishful thinking. Can you not feel the cells of the body starting to shimmer and feel excited once more? A deeply buried memory is starting to awaken which if nourished with the help of the emotions will create a fruitful future worthy of your soul's desires and that reminds me of when I began my spiritual search 25 years ago I was born a sensitive child and I always followed my thoughts although I didn't know that was intuition or my soul at the time. I lived in a very practical home and um, methodical thinking, scientific thinking. And even though I had this gift uh, for healing and for receiving messages uh, from spirit, I didn't know. I thought, like you Mm -hmm. did, that everybody was that way. And I didn't, I didn't even know it was a special way (laughs) or a sixth sense way. I just, I just was and I, I did a lot of good. I always wanted to help people and I always would never buckle to people who, who would try bullying others. I would stand up for others and it was just like a little spiritual warrior within me. But I didn't know Mm -hmm. until 25 years ago when I started to have a lot of experiences that could not be answered from my mind or my logical sense of awareness. It came deep within me. And what you just wrote about the cells feeling and shimmering, and I, I, I feel that soul within. I feel that light. I feel the expansion of energy and the connection to all that is and people and so that's what you were describing there very beautifully. So let's go on to 
We know this is a time for the empowerment of women across the world, but why is the feminine so important during this transitional period between the old and world, uh, old and new worlds? And men are feeling it too. This is that yes. this feminine, men and women both have feminine and male energy. We have a mixture, yes. and when we balance them, we have the opportunity to really uh, fulfill our greatest dreams and desires. So tell us about that. You're absolutely right. Both men and women have the feminine and the masculine, and it is from the from one point of view that is intuition. You know, men do follow their intuition. I've taught on intuition for years, and men will just say it's obvious, you know, where women will kind of maybe sometimes doubt themselves. So we both we all have that. What is unique is that cyclical nature, which is more in women than men, following the moons, following our estrogen, our progesterone cycle, which a man doesn't have as much. And that cycle is about allowing something to grow like the moon does and then letting it die away. And that's, and we're in that period of the dying away of the old world. And we're going into a state of darkness. Now, darkness doesn't mean negativity. It's just what you've been saying, the ocean of possibilities, the everything and the no thing. So we're literally in this cocoon, in this lockdown, we're all making decisions and choices saying, what really matters to me or what really nurtures my soul and what doesn't anymore? And I'm hearing a lot of people making a lot of good decisions because they're being forced to make that decision because of circumstances. So that is, but the feminine or is much more attuned to the dark moon, which is where we are today. In fact, we're just on the third day of the dark moon after the new moon. Women are much more comfortable with that flow through the cycles. Men are as well. But I always say for women, please recognize your cycles are essential for this new world that we're creating. Yeah. We need to recognize those, the, the, the breath, the in-breath, the out-breath, the waning moon and the waxing, you know, waxing and waning moon. So, yes, thank you. Yeah, Everybody is we, there. We have we to. We need to flow. Yes. We need to know the duality, right? The dark, the light, yes. the right, the wrong, yes. the good, the bad. There are only there are only possibilities, and we find our balance through the difference or duality. You know, in 2012, I was at a um, convention, and there were 12 people at this conference, very powerful healers and mediums, intuitives, and uh, the the person who was leading it uh, did a very deep meditation. And he asked us to ask a question. So the question I asked before we went into meditation was, what is the big change going to be in 2012? <laughs> right? Like what we're talking about right. here. And I saw, my, uh, I saw myself as an atom, a particle of life in this huh. universe. And I, I, I was not in the physical body. And yet it was me. I, it was, it was my memory, me, just as I am. And I got a little frightened and I pulled out of the meditation and I thought it might mean that, you know, people wouldn't be living, that they'd be beyond (laughs) this world. And then another girl in the, a woman, another woman in the group, had asked a similar question 
and her answer was that it would be the end of living only in our logical, ego, physical-based world and the possibility of our soul and spirit being lighter and brighter and creating changes uh, that would make this world and bring heaven to earth and we would live uh, differently than we had been living in the darkness of only knowing the physical and material aspects of life. So that sat much better with me. So I said, that <laughs> that sounds reasonable to me, and that's what seems to be yeah. happening. And that's what it does. seems yes. to be happening. So that's yeah. that's good. So let's go on to, you write in some depth about the importance of embracing all three faces of the triple goddess. So tell us about the triple goddess and... Well, the, the feminine is, is three, triple. And, you know, the, the original trinity was actually this feminine energy. Uh, and it is the Virgin Mother Crone from a feminine point of view. You can see it from the masculine as well. But within us all, male and female, we have... The virgin is that part of us that is the creator, the, the one that grows like that waxing moon I'm talking about. And then we have the waning moon, which is the mother energy. And then we have the dark moon, which is the crone energy. And it's, we could divide the four seasons into three, saying there's spring and early summer, summer and fall, and then winter. And we've always had that tendency to, yes, Ruda, we all say, yay, what's the new project you're getting into? So we all love the virgin because it's like, what are you doing? What are you thinking of? You know? And then the mother energy. Oh, yes, we all like to be mothered or mother others. But that crone energy, that darkness, which we're, we're here now in the winter time, is so essential. And to me, that's where we're at, where this, what I call the crone energy, is like the winter where everything is falling onto the earth. She's reclaiming it with her fire. And then that will be the, the substance that will give birth to something new. And I think that in all our lives, the, the crone energy, the dark goddess is saying, I love you so much, I will not let you be less than you are. So I am breaking down those things that you are holding on to so tightly that no longer serve you. Absolutely. And when I was at one of my group meetings many, many years ago, one of the teachers said to me, your mother in spirit is saying that you have to learn to let go. And I I didn't quite know what it meant to let go because I'm not a quitter. I'm, a, I'm not a quitter whatever I put my heart and mind to, no matter how difficult or what the challenge is. I stick with it and I usually succeed even though there is sometimes great difficulty. But I have learned over time just what you said to let yeah. go is to be free and sometimes free and sometimes i say to myself just because i do something well it doesn't mean i should keep doing it no once you learn because and, i yeah that exactly so you know i i'm a great rescuer i can i can fix anybody but i'm not learning anymore because i can you know i've got already phds in it right so just because i can do it it doesn't mean i should could be what i'm not so good is taking care of myself or rescuing myself so 
I think that's that's oh, duality again. All healers are <laughs> like that. Yes, we're all like that. Yes. We only see how yes. the other people's needs, and we address it, and we help them. And ours, we we we're, we're we think we're invulnerable. So you know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we sort of know we're eternal, so we don't really worry too much <laughs> about what's coming. But yes, in the physical mm-hmm. world, we do have to take care of ourselves. So alchemy. Mm-hmm is the ultimate process of transformation, turning base consciousness into the gold of illumination or higher thinking or higher consciousness. And the stages are outlined in the Emerald Tablet. Are there simple steps we can start to take to experience such transformation in our own lives? How would you suggest people start to go about it? There are, and I go and I go back to these three stages. So it's often about looking at what have you, what new ideas have you been thinking about, but you haven't yet put into practice, or what new ideas have you thought about, but really will never become a reality. So that that creative stage of, are, are you know, what are you wanting to do? Is it ever going to create reality? And then the third phase of that, I mean, just of the creative phase, which is, do you celebrate yourself? I know many of us will write a book and then get on to the next book. We're really bad at celebrating ourselves. And then that's what we call the full moon. And then in the waning moon, or that phase, the second phase is, what have I learned from my experiences? And I think that's sometimes a very hard thing for people because we often just want to move away from a bad experience. But if we see ourselves as eternal and brave and wonderful beings, no experience that we've been through, however painful, was wasted. So this is a time where we're literally going back and saying, why did I as a mighty being create that story? What do I need to take from it so I can let it go? And that's really that cycle of every time we are enlightened with wisdom and we bring that wisdom to our heart, that is when we're creating that gold of enlightenment that we see in alchemy. Yes, Absolutely. And you mentioned the Count of St. Germain. I was interested mm-hmm. when you mentioned him because many, many years ago I met, met a master teacher from England and he said to me, uh, for your healing, call on St. Germain. I didn't even know who mm-hmm. he was. And, and, right. and, and ask him uh, to transform you in the violet flame. And to uh, yes. to call on that yeah. to help in your healing. So tell us something about the Count of Saint Germain, a master alchemist, and he lived around 1560. He did, and I mean he he is probably one of the best known alchemists. Although there were a lot of alchemists and people, even like Jung or Da Vinci. I mean, most of these wonderful beings were alchemists as were the Knights Templar, etc. Many of these people, the mystics, were usually alchemists. But he specifically worked with this purple flame, violet flame. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, you know, I think that it's such a, you know, just for our listeners to be able to say, if in doubt, surround yourself with that violet flame or bring that in, because it really is the beautiful light that will guide you, even, in, you know, when we are lost or when we're, when we're, we're confused. That yeah, light one yeah. That, you know, I use take I use it all the time. Yeah. So uh, I yeah. I um so we know that alchemy, when properly understood, deals with the conscious power of controlling 
mutations and transformations within matter and energy and even within life itself. It is the science of the mystic and it is the forte of the self-realized man who having sought truth has found himself to be one with God and is willing to play his part. I found Mm -hmm. that you wrote that very, very beautiful because that's where ultimately our inner wisdom and this connection to the feminine and universal source is taking us for self-actualization and and the realization of the power of our magnificent soul energy, which is within God or the divine or universe, and the divine and God and universe is within us. So we're all part of the same life force. Now, you... Mm. Why is listening to the different intuitive calls of the Virgin, Mother, and Crone so important in the journey? Well, you know, we I know I probably you know you being a psychic and medium, I I have worked with thousands of people and we've worked with listening to your psychic abilities or enhancing psychic abilities listening to what's coming. What the bigger challenge is for us is then following through on this great advice that we receive. And that's been the, the, the journey that I've been trying to help other people with because people are given such amazing information, gifts, encouragement from the spirit world, and then they go, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I can't be bothered. Or maybe I'm going to have to change. So what's tough for us is to actually accept, first of all, that we may have to change if we do this, and secondly, that we may have to go out on a limb, and it may be different from our family or where our friends are. But many people I meet today are saying, you know, I don't care if someone thinks differently. I'm going to continue doing what I want to do or to think in the way I am, and that's that's really following the interest. Yes, and you, you, you described that uh, the virgin, the word virgin, doesn't really reflect a sexually inexperienced girl, but instead means yeah. to be complete until unto oneself without the need for another to make one whole. And that's what you were just yeah. saying there. This, the virgin yeah. can be described as a blueprint awaiting manifestation yeah. or unrealized or unmanifested self. Our imagination containing all the seeds of possibility and energetic perfection. And if we have this, then we can enjoy the creative change that comes from intimacy, but we don't have to have the fear of rejection or the stickiness of codependency or the burden of unrealistic expectations, which in relationships make things take us away from ourselves. And let us yeah. rely on another person to fulfill ourselves, And it's just not possible to do. And people don't no. know that. But that's what you were describing there. So what do you want people to yeah. take away after reading this book? What You did say at the beginning what you wanted them to remember. That they're loved and they're that not they alone. Yes. yes. But, but and then secondly, we are entering a world. This new world is called the world of unity through the acceptance of diversity so those three words yes unity yes acceptance and diversity so it's not one or other and if the way i was showing it is that each of us has a unique piece of the jigsaw 
diverse piece of the jigsaw. All we have to do is lay our piece of the jigsaw here on earth to create unity. And that is bringing heaven onto earth and earth into heaven. And we are, that's just what you were speaking about is trust ourselves, follow Mm. our passion, do what feels right for you, know you're loved. And if it's not the right path, let the universe make that very clear to you. And don't chase something that isn't working. Right. I always say to people, no one can take away your personal power. No one can make you unhappy or happy. It's within you. You were born with the wisdom and knowledge. And all you have to do is is trust yourself and trust the universe that you're never alone. There are souls and energies with you to help you remember everything that's important. So I want to thank you, Christine Page, author of The Heart of the Great Mother, for sharing a way to understand how reaching across dimensions offers a spiritual initiation and the chance to know ourselves more completely right now in the physical realm of life while discovering our shadow selves or the unloved parts of us so we can eventually know both our spiritual energetic reality and physical form and radiate our full light from the fullness of who we are without the lower vibration energies of emotions like shame or guilt to read about more about the uniqueness of the great mother go to christinepage.com In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, it has become apparent that by exploring the mythology of the triple goddess of the Great Mother, we are helped on our spiritual journey of transformation. Drawing on alchemy and mythology, we have discovered how to connect with and use sacred spiritual awareness, consciousness, and tools to open our hearts and merge with the energy and wisdom of the Great Mother's love and creative power. We are beginning to call on the feminine within us, and it's within us all, to create a world worthy of the next seven seven generations and begin an era of peace, abundance, and spiritual evolution. As Dr. Christine Page writes, in the Aquarian age, it will no longer be possible to give your power away to another person and then blame them when things go wrong. For unlike the Piscean age, everybody will be asked to be self-conscious and self-accountable. Rather than living in hierarchical societies where policies are made at the level of the central or federal government, power will, will return to the communities who will make decisions that are best for everyone in the area. At the same time, we will see everybody's contribution as equally important and unique, just as each piece is required to be in place to complete the jigsaw puzzle. There will be no need for leaders and messiahs, for everyone will be their own guru. Dr. Christine Page and I would have you remember that the soul power within carries the wisdom of the Great Mother and Universal Source and are your eternal means to create lives of glory, beauty, joy, beyond anything your mind or physical life can dictate. 
be free to expose your heart to all that is and will be forever. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within and author of the newest book in the trilogy, A New Life Awaits, which shares the spirit of divinity that lies within us and yearns to know itself as love and infinite possibilities. And I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the metaphysical, scientific, spiritual, medical, and educational fields share their ways to view life in its totality as eternal and divine. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.